Welcome to Spark, our weekly inspirational podcast full of actionable ideas for strategically preparing your business and yourself for anything that may come your way. I'm your host, Stephanie Redcross West, and now let's jump into our next episode. And welcome to our next segment. And today's segment is about the messy habits that many of us have that can be hurting our business. Now, the reason I use such a dramatic word as messy is what I really want to get across today is for many of us that are trying to run successful businesses, for many of us who are trying to be more efficient with our time, for many of us who are juggling multiple things, not just our business, but a lot of things in our personal lives, what we have to do is make sure that you're running your business in the most efficient way possible. I should be doing these things repeatable, but the hard part is getting it done. I feel like I'm too busy to worry about where I saved that file. I feel like I'm too busy and I'm rushing, so I don't have the time to organize. I don't have the time to do all the things that I should do. And one thing I want you to realize is if you don't have the time now, you're going to cost yourself the time later. So at the end of the day, it's going to cost you that time. It's just a question of when it's going to cost you. So what I want to encourage you today is not Do things today that are going to cost you down the line, but more, start thinking about what are some of the common things that you do in your business? What are some of the things that you do every week, every day in your business? And let's start to create a process around it. If you do a lot of webinars, a lot of presentations, if you're constantly kind of doing or in a place where you're creating a lot of keynotes or PowerPoint presentations What I want you to do today is say, I'm going to create just a simple process for that. I'm going to create a folder. And what I'm going to do is create a folder for my presentations. So all presentations go into that folder. And then for that folder, they're organized by presentation date. They're organized by presentation itself. So if I'm doing a presentation for A, B, and C company, the folder is called that company. Or I'm just going to put all of my live presentations in one folder. Step one, we can get more organized later. I don't want you to feel like you have to do everything you've never done before. But what I want you to do is start to say, okay, this is something I do all the time. If your person has a lot of meetings, if you're a person that's starting to have more meetings, because many of us are going online, many of us are bringing our businesses into this digital space, you may be feeling like I'm doing so much meetings, so many meetings, excuse me, that that's something I'm doing all the time. I got to better organize it because I'm showing up late to meetings. I'm actually forgetting I have meetings. What I want you to do is take a step back and say, this is a common task. This is something I do. So I'm going to put a process in place so that I'm not late anymore. So I'm not missing meetings. So I'm not forgetting them. And all you have to do when you start to understand what those things are, same thing with passwords. If you're using the same password for all sites, tis, 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 um, get a password management software. They're pretty cheap. They cost like 
50 bucks, 30 bucks a year or like $2 a month. So if you need a recommendation, I can definitely give you one. Just let me know in the comments. But if you're having trouble with something, I want you to respond to that issue with a solution as opposed to respond to that issue with a frustration. Now, the reality may be you can't respond in real time and set all of this up. This may be something that you want to do. You want to be that better person. You want to be less messy. So what I want you to do is start to create time so that you can organize things, so you can set things up, so that we can get a better handle on your meetings, so we can start to get those passwords organized, so we can start to put those files in the right place. And what I tell people to do is dedicate time for organizing. And I don't mean a ton of time. I don't mean that you're just going to spend hours and hours doing this. What I mean is put an hour on your schedule once a week and let's just do it for the next month. So just commit to me today for the next 30 days, Stephanie, I'm going to spend an hour once a week. I'm going to book it as time on my schedule and I'm going to work on one or two common things in my business that I'm going to resolve. I'm going to stop being messy on this topic. I don't mean everything we do because nobody's perfect and I'm not perfect. There's stuff I do that I need to do better. But the idea is when I recognize those things, I want to start working on them. So pick one of those things. I'm using these examples here, but if you have an example of something that you've struggled with, just let me know and I can give you some of those recommendations. And then what I want you to do is start to work through what that solution would look like, what that process looks like. And I think the best way to do it is to create a checklist. Now, how many of you go live, just like I'm going live today? Um, so you're doing Facebook Live, in, um, Instagram Live, um, LinkedIn Live, some reason I couldn't think of that, YouTube Live as an example. How many of you have a checklist? So every time you go live, you should have a checklist that goes through all the steps so that when you go live, you don't sit there and go, oh, I forgot to do this. Oh, I forgot to do that. Oh, I wasn't ready. Why not create a checklist? Because if you're going live once a week, if you're going live three days in a row, if you're going live every other day, whatever your frequency is, a way you can make the process of going live less messy, less cumbersome, less an exercise of you memorizing all the steps is to create a quick checklist. So literally you say, okay, first I close everything down on my computer to make sure I don't have any issues with connectivity. I have another item on my checklist to make sure I'm hardwired into the wall every time I go live. I also have a checklist item for my hashtags that I want to include in my live post. I also have an item to put a link in my live session so people can link out from their live session to where I want to take them. Whatever those things are, I want to create a thumbnail. Whatever is your process for going live, even if it's your setup, maybe you're going live because you're doing a cooking demo. Maybe you're going live because you're teaching someone something. Why not have a checklist? Let me know in the comments if some of you are like, oh, I never thought about having a checklist when I go live. The same thing goes for anything that is repeatable. Those things should have checklists. Anytime you do a presentation and you're going to be doing a presentation, there's a lot of summits going on these days where a lot of people are doing interviews, create a checklist. So what we can do is create that process that you're doing on an ongoing basis. We can make that more efficient. We can cut down, like we talked about, 
on that rework and definitely cut down on anxiety and also that feeling of, oh, did I do everything? Did I get everything done? Now, for some of you, you may say, Stephanie, yeah, I know you're a planner, but I'm a renegade. I'm a person that just likes to, you know, see how things go, you know, figure out, you know, what's happening. I want a more fluid process. I get that. I completely understand that. And actually, I'm just going to comment on a quick post that I saw there. Thanks so much, Granetta, for your comment. Love, yes, 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 a live checklist. It's on a crazy um, when I realized I needed one because I was like, oh, I forgot this and forgot that. And I was like, wait a minute, a checklist would solve that completely. Um, so definitely, I think that is a great thing. And the same thing I would say for cooking classes. So when you're going live for a cooking class or live for any kind of those presentations, because there's all these buttons and things we have to click for if you're using Zoom, a checklist helps so much. Um, even if it's down to like muting people when you're doing a Zoom call, I can't tell you how many people forget to mute or they forget to unmute or all those process things just make them into a checklist. So anyway, that's the checklist piece. So back to where I was before, the planner versus the renegade. I know when I talk a lot of times about getting organized, bringing that sense of rhythm in really a sense of repeatable acts have a similar process to them. Sometimes people say to me that, Stephanie, I'm not really a planner. I'm not a person that plans it out. I like to feel it. I like to get in my gut and get a sense of it. And the reality is that you don't have to be a planner or be a renegade. You can be a little bit of both. Because even though I'd love to plan, even though I love to know, okay, I'm thinking about doing this, I'm planning to do this and so forth. There's things I want to do differently. I want to have no restrictions and so forth. So what I do is I create dedicated creative time. Now, I know that sounds weird because it's like, well, how can you be completely creative if it's, you know, only this specific time? The reality is, you know, a lot of us have to do some adulting. You know, I don't get to take a nap at two o'clock in the afternoon because I got responsibilities. I have things that I need to do, things that I want to happen and so forth. So as we make that juggle between the adulting things we have to do, what I want you to do is not feel like all your time has to be completely up in the air so you can feel that creative sense. What you can do is dedicate a day of the week to that creative time. Now, for me, I've been really working hard getting back control of my work week. So Fridays are more of my creative days because I can get through most of my work, most of my meetings, a lot of stuff I have scheduled on specific days that Friday is my day where I don't have meetings. I don't pre-schedule any meetings. I may have an exceptional rule. Someone says, oh, Stephanie, can you help me with something? And I'll do a quick 30-minute meeting. But I never have reoccurring meetings. I never have anything traditionally planned so that on Friday, I get to be kind of the master of my day. I get to work on what I want to work on. I can work on any projects. Because I don't have any deadlines on Friday, it allows me to have a day that's not like I got to get this done by three o'clock because I have to get on this meeting. I can have more time to work on a project. I can have more time to do other things because I'm giving myself that freedom. So set aside that time. Now, some of us may not have that luxury of setting aside a full day. You may not be able to say, I can do that. Then set aside time for what you can. All we're trying to do is make sure you have an outlet 
to be creative, to be free, to brainstorm, but also have time to put structure in place in your business and get efficiency out of the work that you're doing. Yeah. Love. Thanks so much, Amy, for your question here about, you know, feeling, you know, when you're creative, you tend to, you know, want to kind of feel that loose, that, you know, that feeling. And I want to feel it too. And I love planning stuff. I'm a person that's like, plan, plan, plan. But what I find is I'm always trying to really get good at and do some of those things. And a lot of that has to do with getting more organized in your business. And a lot of that has to do with putting a level of structure in your business that complements you. And when I say that, you know, if you're a person that works late or works early, make that happen. I started, I'll give you another example and I want to keep you guys too long, but I wanted to start working out. We were working out, I was working out, working out, Corona hit, couldn't go to the gym. Then we were trying to figure out what we we're going to do, how we we're going to make it happen. I started walking sometimes and riding my bike sometimes and doing a session and doing some, you know, the sessions they had on live, but I was all over the place. And then I finally had to sit down and say, I want to walk every day. Now, walking is probably not enough exercise for me. I need to do more than that. But what I wanted to do is have something I consistently did. Not only was it for me, not just for my business, I wanted to be something that was consistent in my business. So I started walking. Now, we started walking around like nine o'clock. And when I was walking around nine o'clock, that was cool. But what was happening is by the time I got home and I finished walking and then I was hungry, and I say home, we just walked around the block. Um, but, you know, it's like a mile and a half or a three mile walk. Um, and what I was doing is I would get home and I'd be starving. So I had to eat and I had to take a shower and I was eating into my day. So walking became tension between my business and my work schedule. And then all I had to do was say, I'm not going to walk at nine o'clock. I'm going to walk at 730. Now I really want to get to seven o'clock one day. So fingers crossed, I'll get there, but a little more at 730 now. And now I walk every morning at 730. It's only about a 30 minute walk during the week on Fridays, my free day or my, you know, my flexible day. I do a hour walk. So on Friday and Saturday, so I can get a little bit more in. It's a great way for me to wake up my day. Wait, great way for me to kind of start my day fresh. I get outside, I get some fresh air, even with everything going on. And because I do it early enough in the day, I'm mostly done with food and getting dressed and getting ready for the day early enough that it didn't impact my work schedule. So what I started to do is find a structure that worked for me. And in the beginning, it may be a little bit tense. It may be a little bit hard. But what you have to do is move around the dates, pick the right days for things, see what you do in the night versus the morning. When do you do your schedule? And as you start to massage that and figure that out, then the structure supports you as opposed to restricting you. So anyway, thank you so much, Granada. I saw your comment there about um, the structure making sense. So let me know how things go for you and how you've been putting things in place. Um, oh, love it, love it, love it. Oh, I see example. Oh, it's so great to see you. We were just on a call together a few minutes ago. Um, and oh, nice. You're doing a 7 a.m. Um, one hour exercise. Yes, it makes a huge difference. And it's funny, like my husband teases me all the time because he was like, you used to tell me you can never work out in the morning. You never had time to do it. And it was so great because I didn't believe it was possible. I didn't believe I could get my work done and work out. And I didn't believe that these things would work together. So I say it to you that I don't want to make it sound like, you know, 
I've born doing this the right way, or I've always been doing this great. You know, I had to have that internal discussion and say, what was important to me? And then use that structure so I could get that time back. So definitely, Tiffany, thank you. Using the structure to get that quality time back, perfect way to say it, is exactly what we want to do. So I hope this inspires many of you. I hope this helps some of you that are maybe struggling or if you're having some challenges where there's something you do every week, every day, work on putting those checklists in place, work on ways of just organizing things, even if it's simple. Like for me, I use Google Docs for all my documents. I stop using Word completely because I wanted all my materials in one location. I use Google Docs because Google Docs is searchable. So when I forget the title of something, I can search and find it. And then I use Google Docs because I can share it with my team or share it with my family. So I stopped using one platform. So I wasn't like, did I put that in Word or is that a text file or did I put it in Google Docs? Instead, I said, everything goes in Google Docs, every document, everything I put in there and everything I use. And by creating that consistency, I never have to wonder where is something. I only use one platform for my presentations. I use Keynote because I love it on a Mac. And everything goes into a folder that says these are webinars. If it is a live webinar, it has a folder. If it's a recorded webinar, it has a folder. And that way, by me using that process, using that structure, I can dump a ton of presentations in there. But by just making those commitments and those small structural changes, so they don't have to be big, what I can find is we can move from having a little bit of a messy business that we have to do rework and we create this like destructive wake into a business that really creates the quality time that you want for your life, for your family, and to really kind of reinvest in yourself. So with that, thank you everyone for listening today. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of part of your day with me. And I look forward to seeing you in our next session. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye.